turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. What a privilege to have you join us today. Pastor Rander speaks words of wisdom in part three of this series on Samson's life, which demonstrates the significance of glorifying God in all things. In today's world, inordinate amounts of time are spent drawing trillions of people into the ever-changing world of secularism, while the only assurance we have in our never-changing God, He's omnipotent, omnipresent, He's omniscient. We must stand on His inspired word. It's more than enough, and it's all we need. Have Bible pen and paper handy. Allow the Word of God, the Holy Word of God, the Bible, to encourage and comfort your heart. Psalms 119 verse 50 says, this is my comfort in my affliction. Have any of you ever had trials and tribulation and trouble? Let me see your hand. Any of you have, have ever had affliction? You've, you've, you've had hardships in your life? The psalmist says, this is my comfort in my affliction, for your Word has given me life. You get in the word of God and you begin to read this word. This, this is the word of God. It will give you hope. It will give you security. Uh, it will give you answers. Uh, it will relieve your stress. It will give you direction. It will revive your spirit, my friends. This is my comfort in my affliction for your word has given me life. E, seek biblical counseling. Proverbs fifteen twenty three says, a man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. The word of God. Go to someone who knows the word of God and will give biblical answers to your issues. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4a also says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. You know why you need to know the word? You need, to, you need to know the word for yourself, and then you need to know the word for the sake of others. Because your, your children and your grandchildren can become weary. Your spouse can become weary. When my wife hurt, I hurt. When I hurt, she hurts. Or your, or your, your co-worker can become weary. Um, uh, your, 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 your relatives can become weary. Uh, and, and, and so... A timely word is so valuable to those who are weary and at a crossroad, crossroad and does not know what to do. F, cry out to God for wisdom and direction when you're in the midst of abuse. Cry out for wisdom and direction. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Christ. Cry out to him, Lord, I'm in a situation that, that, that I need help. And I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't even know how to get out of this, but I know you know all things. This may be bigger than me, but it's not bigger than you. Show me what to do in the name of Jesus. You begin to cry out in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. James 1, 5. 
also says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. In other words, God will give you wisdom in that abusive situation. In that situation where there's hurt and pain and dishonor and disrespect, God will show you how to manage that, how to even remove yourself if it warrants that. Uh, God will show you what to do, what not to do. And when you're going through these times, never operate on your emotions. You cannot trust your emotions, but you can trust the word of the living God. G, be bold and refuse to be paralyzed by fear. Sometimes people people are, feel trapped because they're actually scared of the person. They don't know what the person is going to do. They don't know what's next. So they just get paralyzed and they just procrastinate and don't do anything. There has to be a sense of courage, tenacity and uh, courageousness about you. Be bold and refuse to be paralyzed by fear, trusting God to see you through the process uh, of getting free of the abuse. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 17 B says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You know what liberty means? Liberty means freedom. And some of you are bound. You are bound. You're bound by a certain person. They, they're just beating you down. They're wiping you out. And God doesn't want you to live life that way. There are some children that are bound and, 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 and uh, under pressure by parents. There are parents who are being mistreated by their children. As they get older, the kids uh, just rule their lives and dominate their lives and take every dime they have and take the cars they get older and can't even remember and just abuse that relationship. That really happened. Take everything and then waste their living, my friend. God has called you to freedom. Life is too short for you to be in bondage. Life is too short for you to be stressed out. Life is too short for you to be in a prison. And you need to ask God to help you to break free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ask God to loose those shackles and give you the freedom that you need right now. God is a liberating, emancipating God even this very moment. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God doesn't want you bound by alcohol. He doesn't want you bound by pornography. He doesn't want you bound by sex. He doesn't want you bound by money. He doesn't want you bound by greed. He doesn't want you bound by bitterness. He doesn't want you bound by hate and racial prejudice. God died that you would be free, my friend, and for you to come back and re-enslave yourself to all of these things is, is, is so destructive to your life. Life is so short, you need to live it to the fullest and you need to allow God to move you to live to the maximum of your potential to the glory of God. Amen? The only person that you can share all that is in your heart with is the Lord. Because you don't know the motives of people or what they will do with that information. In Judges chapter 16, verse 18a, it says, when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart. Underline that. When Delilah saw that Samson had told her all his heart. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. You husbands and wives, I'm trying to help you. I didn't say this this morning. Don't tell your wife everything you know. 
Don't tell your husband she can't get over it. She can't, she can't handle it. She can't, no, she can't. And you will tell her everything you know, just everything, everything out of you. I'm, honey, you know what I did when I was 10 years old, when I was 12, when I was 13. And then now she's, she's, she's stumbling over all of that stuff. Okay? I mean, if it's, it's a, a sinful mess, listen, you need to repent. You need to start over. Now, now, but don't, don't lie to her to get her. You know, I don't have any children. And then three months later, if you marry her, you find 15 somewhere. Now, 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 I ain't talking about that. Okay? So don't go there. Okay, all these babies pop up after you get married. Okay? But, 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 but you have to be discreet and you have to use discretion. Well, how much to tell your children? How much to tell people? How much to tell those you love? There's some things they need to know, and there's some things could be to their own detriment. Sometimes you can say some things with the best of intention, and all of a sudden, it becomes a stumbling block to them. And they can't get over it, and now both of y'all in a hot mess. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, Samson foolishly shared the secret of his great strength, which was his hair, and was connected to his Nazarite vow. Samson's strength came from his relationship with his God while he was asleep on her knees. It was a dangerous thing to go to sleep on, a, on the knees of a foreign pagan woman who is not your wife. So, so Samson was already in trouble. He was in, the wrong, he was in the wrong house on the wrong knees. You go lay on anybody's knees, lay on, lay on your wife's knees. Let her lay on your knees. That's right. Stroke her hair. Tell her how much you love her. But if she ain't yours, don't let her lay on your lap. By the way, don't let her even sit on your lap. That starts something. You know, that's how things happen and those hormones and everything get to kicking in. Sitting all in, sitting all over you like that. No, no, no. Have some dignity and self-respect in your relationship. Value your relationship with God. Don't get willy and wild. Samson's strength came from his relationship with his God. While he was asleep on her knees, Delilah called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of Samson's head, which was forbidden by God. You see, my friend, Samson's disobedience to the Lord caused his strength to be removed and the presence of God to depart. What's worse is that Samson didn't even know that the presence of the Lord had departed him. It's bad to think you got God in your life and God is nowhere around. Samson broke the vow that existed between him and God. He thought he knew better than our omniscient God who gave him clear directives that would have blessed his life. He chose to ignore God's instructions and paid the price for the ungodly decisions he made. We suffer the same fate when we walk by sight rather than by faith, and the consequences can be devastating. We must lean and depend on God's will for our lives and watch and listen for His wisdom, grace, mercy, and love. God is on our side. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Judges chapter 16, verse 20b says, but he did not know. You need to underline that. If you got your Bible, open it, use it. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Beloved, it is a dangerous thing indeed to assume that the Lord is with you when he's not. My friend, all the Samsons are not gone. There are some of you under my voice who have church membership, but the Lord is not with you. 
Some of you serve in ministry, but the Lord is not with you. Some of you carry your Bible and have good church attendance and you go through the ritual and ceremony of worship, but the Lord is not with you. You may even be in the leadership of the church, but but because of your sinful secret life, you don't even realize that the Lord has departed from you. It's a dangerous thing to think the Lord's with you and you don't even have his presence. What spiritual lessons can we learn from Samson's life? What spiritual lessons can we learn from Samson's life? Number one, the account of Samson teaches us the danger of being unequally yoked and being careless with sexual purity. The account of Samson teaches us the dangers of being unequally yoked. A believer marrying an unbeliever is forbidden by God. And being careless with sexual purity. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, it says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? Of 1 Thessalonians, if you can turn there fast enough, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 5 is a powerful scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 5 says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. That's what you, that's the will of God, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel. What is a vessel? Your body. In sanctification, you're set apart to the glory of God and honor. Verse five, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. The Gentiles, these are unbelievers, pagans. Those who are without Christ. Because we are children of God and belongs exclusively to him, we must not defile our vessel, which is our body, and the temple where the Holy Spirit dwells. We're set apart for purity. We're set apart for God's divine purposes, for his honor, and for his glory. That's why we have been set apart. Our body is not created for passion. God did not create our bodies for sexual immorality. Sex is a beautiful thing, but it is to be only in the context of marriage. And if you're having sex out of marriage, then then you are sinning against Almighty God. Homosexuality is sin. Bestiality is sin. Premarital sex is sin. All of those sins, if not repented of, you will send a person to hell. Unbelievers can do this Because they do not know God and do not have the restraining work of the Holy Spirit uh, living in them. You say, what about this person, this entertainment? Look at them. Look at all the money and all the stuff they have. Look at the houses they have. Look at woman after woman after woman and still not happy. And they are miserable. You You can have a thousand women and still be unsatisfied. You have all the sex in the world. Before I get AIDS. And, and, and diseases that can't be cured and still be miserable. You know where your joy comes from? It's not in the money. It is not in the clothes. It's not in the fashion. It's not in the fine home. It's in Jesus. I like that old spiritual that says, you can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. Unbelievers can do this because they do not know God and do not have the restraining work of the Holy Spirit living within them. That's why they can live like the devil, because they are children of the devil. Uh, What spiritual lessons we can learn from Samson's life? Number two, 
Pride will keep you from being honest with yourself. You know, when you lift it up in pride, nobody can tell you nothing. Your mama can't tell you nothing. Your husband can't tell you nothing. Your wife can't tell you nothing. Uh, the, the preacher can't tell you nothing. You, you just out there. And, and, and until, until life just wipe you out. It doesn't matter who we are. We all have weaknesses. And if you say, you say you don't have a weakness, you're lying. Your weakness is lying. We all have weaknesses. Some of your weaknesses are the internet. You live for the internet. Some of your weaknesses is television. And some of your weaknesses are music. It's just music all day. Just day, day, day night music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of you, your weakness is, is golfing. Nothing wrong with golfing. But, but, but it's amazing. You can golf all the rounds and can't come to the Lord's house and worship him for an hour and a half. All your weaknesses. Some of you are sweets. Some of you is caffeine. Some of you, your weakness is procrastination. You put off everything. House is a mess and you still put it off. Weaknesses. Procrastination. Laziness. Weakness. Huh? Just weakness. So we all have weaknesses. Women. And on and on it goes. You must be able to identify and admit that you have weaknesses. Samson's weakness was being a womanizer. We see him involved in three different, with three different pagan women. There was the woman of Timnah in Judges 14.2. There was the prostitute at Gaza in Judges 16.1. And then there was Delilah in Judges 16.4. Once you identify your weakness, ask the Lord to give you the wisdom to strengthen those areas of weaknesses and make yourself accountable to someone who is spiritually mature and trustworthy. Now, you don't, don't, don't tell 20 folk, uh, your business. You're going to get in trouble. When I speak of accountability, that's just one or two people. Uh, one or two, three is almost too many. Someone who is trustworthy, confidential, and, 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 and will keep your business to themselves. Number, number three, my friends, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Say self-control. Self-control. Samson's failure was because of yielding to his carnal appetites of the flesh and his evil associations. If you are led by your fleshly desires instead of the Holy Spirit, you are destined for adversity and even death, just like Samson. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 13 says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. In other words, if you, you, if you know sweets and junk food is not good for you, and that's all you want, and, 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 and you know better, well, you're going to kill yourself. You, you, you know smoking is not good for you, and you keep puffing and drawing and eat cigarettes and tea cigarettes and Puff, puff, in, in, out, out. You don't have no chimney. You're going to have emphysema. You're going to get cancer. And you're going to kill yourself. We're going to roll you in so you smoke yourself to death. You can eat yourself to death. You can sex yourself to death. You can do all these things to death. Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death... Uh, the deeds of the body, you will live. Number four, when you are confronted with temptation, 
Refuse to buckle or yield under pressure. Satan's going to tempt you, and he's going to use people to tempt you. Uh, Judges chapter 16, verses 16 and 17a says, And it came to pass, she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him, so that his soul was vexed to death, that he told her all his heart. When you sense yourself being drawn into temptation, the best thing you can do is run for your life. Delilah abused Samson emotionally with her constant nagging and harassing. All Samson had to do was remove himself from the pressure of Delilah pestering him about the source of his strength. But but he was he he he, he wouldn't get out the house because he was up to something and uh, he had his eyes on something he shouldn't have his eyes on. Instead, he overstayed his time. You have you ever overstayed your time anywhere? And wished you had got out of that house. Some, some of you, you've messed yourself up by overstaying your time. Samson overstayed his time and yielded to her badgering. My friend, be mindful that it's our own pride that makes us think we can handle the pressure of temptation. If you find yourself in a situation that is uncomfortable, unsettling, or even sinful, you must remove yourself quickly and not play in that kind of an environment. Samson made the mistake of staying too long and not fleeing from an enticing woman's house. 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, flee sexual immorality. Another case where one fled is, 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 is Joseph, uh, found in Genesis chapter 39, verses 7 through 12. It says, and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, he said in the straight, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, Miss Potiphar. See that? He just told the truth when, when his boss wasn't around. Because you are his wife. In other words, why are you talking to me? You married. He told her like it was. You didn't say that too. Why are you flirting with me? You know you married. I'm going to tell your wife. You know, he said, you, 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 <laughs> y'all, that tell y'all. You married. Miss Potiphar, why are you, why are you, why are you flirting with me? How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? You know, when you sin, you're just not sinning against somebody's wife or husband. A relative. You're sinning ultimately against Almighty God. Verse 10. So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day. In other words, she was trying to get out for this man. She wouldn't lighten up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, day in, day out, all day long. She, she this woman saw this man's bicep. She saw his handsomeness. She saw his 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 good looking hand for seat, and she lost control of herself. This woman was in heat. And, and, and that, 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 that he did not heed her to lie, to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about that time when Joseph went into the house to do his work, just taking care of his business. And none of the men, uh, and none of the men of the house was inside. See, say there's opportunities, opportunities. He waits till everybody's out and, and then he'll set up the right moment to cash in. Verse 12, and she caught him by his garment, saying, lie with me. But he left his 
clothes, his garment in her hand, and fled and ran out of the house. How many of y'all would have ran out of the house? Some of y'all in trouble right now, you're still in recovery because you didn't run soon enough. That's to just tell it like it is. You didn't run. You should have run. Amen. God was saying run. Your mama told you to run. But you wouldn't preach and told you to run. Something school teacher tell you to run. <laughs> it kills you. And he got out that house with, with his clothes torn. And she had pieces of it in her hand. But he got out that house because he didn't want to mess up his purity. He wanted to maintain his virginity. Joseph was a virgin. Say virgin. Say it again. When the last time you heard the word virgin? I was at a youth camp one time and the word virgin came up and one child innocently said, well, what is a virgin? Because you don't hear, what, when is the last time you heard a commercial on television saying be a virgin? Huh? Huh? What about in a cartoon? What about Lucy and and what's that little character name? The, the cartoon commercial, Christmas time. But Charlie Brown and all these other things. Uh, uh, be, be a virgin. And, 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 and stop glamorizing sin. There are consequences. And the medicine is not a cure-all. You will send yourself to death and be impotent and have nothing to offer your spouse because you messed yourself up. In your younger days. Look how quiet it's getting in here now. Want to live in the joy of the Lord? Trust and obey Him. There is a song with these words. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His goodwill, He abides in us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.